Revelation chapter 6 is where we were last time when we departed. And um, you remember the very last part of what was going on? And uh, what, it, it just amazes me um, how when I read this Word of God, uh, even this morning I got up, and it was just me and April, and she bothered me quite a bit this morning. Uh, it was terrible. Um, going outside, what's going on, and... Um, and usually the wife takes care of most of that, and so I was very perturbed, but thank God I got up early, so I'll be able to take care of matters. But now I was reading just all over the place. Everything I read was like, I could put it in my notes. I like It's almost like you get a topic, and you start reading, and there it is, and there it is, and there it is. It's amazing how this Word just speaks to us. Um, you have a question, it's in there. The answer's in there. Um, I'm just totally amazed how the Lord's Word speaks to us. Um, and this morning, I kind of put an addendum on top of my notes. And um, as we kind of go in, we've been talking about the tribulation. We're, we're, we kind of went in from the first few chapters and how the Lord was speaking um, there and so how we're kind of in the church age. And now we're kind of crossed over now to where we're to an age where the tribulation's transpiring. It's a seven-year period. And we're wondering what's happening down here on earth, while the church has been raptured and gone. Um, I like that, that it's gone. And um, we'll be going in the sky. And um, I was even talking to a friend this week, and he goes, you know, my daughter had a dream last week. I said, your daughter had a dream? What was that dream? He said, she dreamed about the rapture. That got my attention. I said, what day was that? He didn't know the day, but I guarantee it's the same day my son had a thought about the rapture. It was almost like it coincided. Isn't that, I'm wondering if maybe some more people had dreams of that nature. What does that tell you? <laughs> the end is near, just so you know. The Lord just doesn't speak for no reason. He does speak through dreams, revelations, his own word, right? individuals, through the Spirit, through tongues, right? He speaks in all kinds of different ways. So, anyway, Revelation chapter 6, verse 15 through 17. Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, every slave, every free man hid in caves and amongst the rocks and the mountains. And they called out to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us! Hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of those wrath has come. And who can stand? Well, I was in college years ago. Stepped on a campus. And they made me work 10 hours a week on campus. I had to work on campus. And I was okay with that because my tuition bill for classes eating, and staying in the dorm, and everything I needed, shots, stuff I needed to go see a doctor, it was only $500 per semester. Now, the government paid, the Pell Grant paid money too, but I was only needed $500 per semester. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. But I had to work on campus 10 hours a week. I looked at it the other day, and now they have to work 15 hours a week. And um, it's a little small school in Appalachia, in the Appalachian Mountains, for those kids who have not much funds. It's a great school. These people that are teaching there are pristine teachers. 
but I would go to work, and I would work two hours, go to class, go get something to eat, go play golf. Go to work, go get something to eat, go to class, go play golf. That's all I did for two years. And all I had to pay was $500. That's pretty awesome. So I'd get a check, because I worked 10 hours, right? I want my wages. What? When you get a job, what do you do? They give you a oh, hey, um, by the way, what's my perk? What, do I get any vacation time? Yeah, you get two weeks. No. Yeah, all right. How about three? No, two. All right, two. All right. All right. You get some sick days, too. Yeah, all right. All right. What do I get paid? 26? Okay, all right. I'm liking that. And, and, and so I was like, what do I get paid? I got my first check, right? So I get, you get it paid monthly at the school. So it was 10 times 4 is 40 hours. 40 hours, I'm thinking. Now, I remember it's back in 1989, 88, 87. That's when I was there. Okay, you're going, wow, Pastor James. Wow, okay. And so I looked at the check, and I was like, I'm going to look right here. I'm looking at it. There must be, there must be an addendum. There's, there's got to be, there's got to be, where's payroll? Hello? It was $1.35 an hour. Okay. $1.35. You guys are making $10 at McDonald's now. I'm thinking, $10. But no way, you got to think, though. I was getting paid a buck thirty-five, but my other 10, 11, 12 bucks, whatever it is that was going toward my education. Does that see? The campus was run by students. So all you had to have was one adult in a certain area, and you had 20 other kids, and you ran the business. You see how it was set up? Pretty cool concept. Kept everything low. And so you get your education, and they, matter of fact, the school's thriving because of that concept. And uh, kids are getting education. Uh, my sister actually got her bachelor's there in art. She would throw pottery. And, um, and did that for four years and got her $50 check every month, you know, $50. So I take my $50, I go buy toothpaste, I go buy, you know, uh, maybe a new shirt and a little bit of maybe some zingers. And, and, um, and so, you know, I'd buy those things. I was all set up for the dorm. See, we always want to know what the wages are, don't we? Yeah. Well, there's a verse in Scripture, Romans 6.23. Do you know that verse? Romans 6.23, it says this, for the wages of sin is death. All right, so there's the problem. See, when we stepped into the world, came out of the mother's womb, here we are. And all of a sudden, this sin nature kind of has been attached to us. Thank you, Adam and Eve. And now we have to do something with this wage because Anybody here been involved in sin before? Oh, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, right? So guess what? You're due wages. You got wages coming. And those wages are death. Oh, that's not very positive. It's supposed to be a good sermon. What kind of a sermon is this? So you have to do something with that. But, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the best part of the verse. See, you got to keep reading but the gift of God is what? Eternal life through Jesus Christ. We know that. So what happens is the church has realized that there's a problem. 
that we have seen and we believe that Jesus Christ came as the Son of God, and I put my faith in Him. Therefore, He provided, He provided everything I need. He took that paper, so $50, and said, I'll take care of that for you. And He took the sin away. So we get to leave here when he comes. Right? You have wages coming. So what are you going to do with those wages? So I got my paycheck and I went about my day. And what a great thing to be able to have that. But remember now what sin does to you. It robs you of our desire to serve. The results in the loss of power, it causes us to pass up opportunities to serve Christ. See why the scripture says that we need to keep our eyes focused above and to get rid of those things that entangle us? Because the Father knows that we need to be clean so that we can do His work. Right? Here's the question today. Why do you do what you do? Hold on. You're like, okay, let's get real theoretical here. Or Why do you do what you do? I'll tell you why I do what I do. It's because I know who I am. And I know who I serve. And I know what he expects. Now, it's not a life of works. I'm working my way into heaven. I hope I get enough work. hope I got enough. No, I'm already saved. But by being saved and placing my life and faith in him, now I have a responsibility. How about your house? At my house, if you're a thorn, you will work in the house. You will help cut the grass. You will help stock the shelves. You will help sweep the grass. You will help. You will help. Because you get to live there. You get put on the table. That's good, right? You're part of the family. Well, guess what? We're part of God's family. Woo! We get to go and have everything you have. He goes, all I have is yours. Right? So, why are these people hiding in caves? Why are they hiding? Because they didn't take care of the what? The wage. They kept the check. They're trying to cash the check. Well, it equals death. So, the question today was, why do you do what you do? So, as I was preparing this this week, and it ended up being... Um, a little more than I could chew on. So we're only going to do the first part, which is look at, okay, the tribulation's going on. We're not here, right? We're gone. Where are we? In heaven. What's going on in heaven for those seven years? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm glad because I had my notes were, what's going on above? What's going on below? We've already kind of read the first seven seals, right? They popped last week. What's going on down below? Is it a good picture? 
let me kind of give you a little recap of what's going on down below as we're up top. There's a white horse that kind of came out. Had this powerful person on top and they conquering the world. Then a red horse came out. There's war and bloodshed. Then there's a black horse came out and there was famine, nothing to eat. Remember we talked about that? Then the pale horse came out and there was pestilence and death. Then there's this, all the ones underneath the altar crying out, win, win. And then the whole world's trembling. And then there's this break in the action and then there's silence for a half an hour. So what is going on up in heaven? We know what's going on a little bit down below. What happens to the believer? You ever thought about that? Let me read you some scriptures. Let's look at what happens around the throne right here. Want to? Let's look at Zechariah. I'm sorry, let's do Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 24. It says this. Here's Ezekiel. And that, by the way, when you read Ezekiel, it's, it's, it's a book, man. You just got to read that. Just read chapter 1, just the whole chapter. You'll be like, what is this? When the creatures moved, okay, there's creatures around the throne. When they moved, I heard the sound of their wings, like the roar of the rushing waters, like the voice of Almighty, like the tumult of an army. When they stood still, they lowered their wings. I think they might have six. And when they came a voice from above the vault over their heads, they stood with lowered wings. Above the vault over their heads was what looked like a throne of sapphire, and high above on the throne was a figure like that of a man. I saw that from the appearance of waist up, he looked like glowing metal, full of fire. I wonder who this is. And there was down, it looked like fire, and the brilliant light surrounded him, like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day. So was the radiance all around him. There was the appearance and the likeness of the glory of the Lord. When I saw it, I fell face down, and I heard the voice of one speaking. Wow, that's quite a picture of the throne. What did Daniel see? Daniel 7, 9 and 10. Daniel. And as I looked, thrones were set in place, and the ancient of days took his seat. Okay, what would you call the Lord? Oh, the ancient of days, he, he sat down in place, and his clothing was white as snow. The hair on his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire. Its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out before him, and thousands upon thousands attended him. Okay, I had to stop there for a second. What does the Lord need help with? <laughs> They're all attending Jesus. Uh, what does he need? Right? He owns it all. They're attending him. I'll let you figure that out. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The court was seated. The court was seated. Now, see, we're Western mindset. We're thinking, you know, Judge Wapner or whoever, right? So-and-so residing, you know, Stanley, the bailiff, you may be seated. You know, right, we get the little picture, all the people sitting there, right? It may not be like that. I don't know. Well, Revelation chapter 4 kind of gives us a good picture. 24 thrones, right? The angels, all the... So, okay. 
But look at this. The court was seated, and the books were opened. Books. Books? Jesus has books in heaven? And he grabs one book, and he goes, oh, I see you're here today. This is great. What's your name? Oh, Alex, of course. Hey, Alex. Alex S., right? Well, here it is. Here's your name in the book. Come on in. Oh, my gosh. It's Alex. I'm Alex. Oh, the clouds are all clapping. Woo. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. And another book. Ah, here's a snapshot of your life. Here it is. Oh, I noticed. Is it, it was March 30th, 2019. After you checked out at Kroger and stopped your work, you went out and still had a person take their groceries to the car. Good job, Alex. Nice job. Off the clock. Everybody, hey. Woohoo. Nice work. Want to notice that, that you saw someone who was having trouble eating so you went by McDonald's, grabbed some Big Mac and fries, and, and you took it. Up. Hey, way to go, way to go, way to go. Nice. Oh, well, anyway. And then, all right, right, right? We all got those, right? Oh, oh, oh. How's your book? See, because when we get in heaven, we're there. But the Lord expects us to do something too. Now, it's not work. Okay? We're, not, we're not working our way into heaven. We're in, right? But he does expect something out of us. What does the Lord expect his people, and what do we get by doing what he expects? Don't we like to get things? Oh, come on. Come on. I mean, I had a thousand things in my email today, like, buy this. Ooh, time's left. Ooh, we got a coupon here. Hey, I'm like, whatever. We buy things just to buy things. My one son is creating a website to offer people stuff just to buy. He buys from China and buys it here and just sells it because people like to buy. We'll make millions on it because people like to buy. They scroll. Got to have that. Ooh, $10, $20, $50. They just, they think about everyone in the world just give him $10, 15 20 He's like, because we like to buy. So we're going to feed off your frenzy. Because we like to buy. Because we want something. So what do you get from doing what the Lord wants? Let's take a look at that. Because what does the Lord expect? Matter of fact, what was this transpiring with me and Alex here? It's called the judgment seat of Christ. That's what it's called. It's not really a judgment. It's more or less a, what's inside your crown? You have 15 gigantic diamonds and sapphires on your crown because of all the things you did. Or you have just a generic version. You took care of your family. Right? We all get rewards. So 2 Corinthians 5.10 says this. 
For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. My question is, what good or bad have you done yesterday, the day before, whatever, 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 right? Christ has some expectations. John 15, 16 says this. You did not choose me, this is the Lord speaking, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit and fruit that will last. He wants us to do what? Bear fruit. Have you ever noticed that limbs that have been cut off and placed on the side of the road to pick up a trash pickup, they don't, they're not living anymore? Have you noticed that? In order to be living, you have to be what? Attached to the what? To the tree. That's the concept here. Is when you abide in the vine, the Lord works through you. That's why the Holy Spirit's in you. When they were talking about singing, but breathe on, you know, He's breathing on us and He goes, Say that. Do this. He's wanting to work through you. But we're just like Pastor Leo said. We're just so busy grabbing things around people. We don't even pay attention to these here. We don't even pay attention that he's speaking to us and wants to what? Minister to somebody else. Here's my wife in the hospital last night. I'm trying to study, talk, do things, and she's over there eating chocolate, looking under the roses, and, and, and looking at all the little things frozen she got, and all the little coffee I brought her, and all, the, all this. And, I'm saying, and then when the nurse comes in, I check on her. And she goes, oh, I'm glad you came in because... I haven't went to pray for you. I'm thinking, I think they're checking on you, not you on her. Oh, darling, you're so sweet. I'm like, oh, here we go, girl time. Right? It's girl time. I'm busy. You see, she may not be there, or she's there for a specific reason. She's going through what she's going through because Maybe, I, I know this is really weird, right? We don't like ailments, right? We don't like this situation. But God works everything out for the what? The good. See, because her dad was thrown in jail. I'm like, oh, my God, man, he's gone. He just happened to pass the school. He didn't see the school bus. Had the, the stop sign. Got thrown in jail so that he could go talk to a guy in jail so that he could be able to know the, the word of God. You see what I'm saying? So maybe she's at the hospital because that nurse needed to hear what she had to hear. You see what I'm saying? So we always look at like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I'm here. I mean, oh, this is terrible. I said, this is, this is the worst ever. You're messing it. In all things. What? You know what I'm talking about. Consider it pure joy. I'm like, who wrote this book? Say, I am dead. You got a problem with that? No, 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 no. Bear fruit. No, he's good. See, he cuts off every bad branch that bears no fruit. You ever felt kind of like, oh. you ever felt like, oh, that's not good, right? Because it ain't bearing no fruit. 
And then the one that's growing fruit, oh, look at that cheese, it's going good. Oh, yeah, he goes, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Cut that off a little bit. Prune a little bit. Oh, ow. Ow. He did it for your good, because why? Now you got more fruit. We had a pear tree when I was a kid. It had so much pears on it. It would like, it all, it touched the ground. Every, every limb touched the ground. My dad's like, get out there. What? You're throwing, oh, yeah, that's what I forgot. I'll go out there. I get out there and had to pick all the, all the pears out. Mom was inside the big pot of hot water going with all the little mason's out. You know, like the Peterson kids. Little mason's jar. And, and, and then, you know what you do, right? You take an empty mason jar, you lay it in the Peterson's car, and then you leave. But you put your name on it. You put your name on it, and then it just magically appears back with something in it. It's like a magic thing. Anyway, so she's in there doing that, and then I'm peeling the pears. I'm like, I'm going to go do something. I'm going to peel them pears. Oh, I'm peeling pears. That's right, Lord. Yeah. Because you'll like this later, about four months from now. Whatever. And then they cook that day. And they make that marmalade. Put it inside them jars. Seal it. Right? That, that lid, right? And you throw them aside. Come on over. I'll get the cinnamon and the pears. And then get you under. Can't go outside. Mom's like, come over to the kitchen. Put the little toasting toaster, butter on there. She pulling them jars down. Oh, get that. Put oh, smear a big old thing and mark all on top. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? You see, it's because the trees were pruned. Now, I like what someone said. I was reading some things the other day. They said, Jesus is never so much closer than when he's pruning the tree. He's touching the leaves. Do you ever just touch somebody next to you? Just touch. Just touch. You know, just touch. Real quick. Just touch. Touch. Isn't that something? No, isn't that? Whoa. 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 Human touch is amazing. Isn't it? Isn't it? Do you like to be touched? Don't touch me. Well, when you know, you're 14, 15, 16, 17. But then you get about 30, 40. Someone just touched me. <laughs> what are you laughing at, man? You're like, I'm saying, uh, you just please. Oh, yeah, baby, hold on. Yeah, right? You've been very serious. Oh, hold on. Oh, that's over there. That's how you keep it together, right? I'm just trying to figure out how this works. <laughs> Some of you guys need to start massaging your mamas. Give them a massage. Because they want that. And then you kind of turn around and go, hey, I got a little kink back there, too. She's like, well, mine isn't done yet. Oh, hold on, yeah, I'm going to take care of that for you. Feeling okay? Yeah, I can still take it. Maybe tomorrow? Okay, maybe. Touch. We all need touch. Because when the Lord touches something, okay, we can go here. We're going to go. Right? When the Lord touches something, 
Did he not touch that lady that had an issue of blood for 12 years? Or was it longer than 12 years? I think something came out of Jesus. You want to go all the way back to the original language? Excellent came out of Jesus. Guess what? He was healed instantly. Do you like that? It's because you're abiding in the vine. Then the vine says, I want you to do something. It's not that I don't know how to do that. Okay, that's okay. I will show you. See, he has something he wants us to do. And I like one other person. So, you know what? That cutting off thing, you know how you say you cut it? And, he goes, I'm not so sure that's what that language is saying. He said, I'm thinking it's more like the vine is actually lifted off the ground and then he rehung it on the wire so it could get more sunlight so that it could become more fruitful. I like that interpretation better. Because some of the things that we've done, they're kind of dead like. So he kind of gets it up and kind of, let me get up a little higher. Now, oh, let it breathe. Oh, there you go. Now it's starting to grow a little bit. He likes the massage. Can you help us? We need that. And the only way I know to abide in the vine and to grow fruit so that I might have the fruit so that when I'm up in heaven and he opens the books up, he goes, oh, look what you did. You're bearing fruit. You have pages here. Page. Oh, wow. It just keeps going. Oh, my gosh. You got this is incredible. Everybody look at this. Angels, take a look at this. This is awesome. Or is yours a cliff note? <laughs> One page. You know what I'm saying? Or is it a three by five card? Oh, it surely is in there, Jesus. Oh, hold on, let me see. Where is it? I can't find it. Oh, here it is. See, because he gives us stuff for a reason. Let me say it again. He gives you stuff for a reason. You can't take it with you. I'm learning that more and more. I can't take my special cups, football cards with me. My special sets I got. I can't take. I can't take my old pickup trucks with me. I can't. I don't. I think I, I've done a few funerals. Have you ever done a funeral? I don't think there's a U-Haul on the hearse. Can you? So what are we doing? Storing up for? I, I, I know, I know, I'm in, a, I'm in a deep area here, I know. But you can't take it with you. So guess what he wants you to do? He wants you to use it to his glory. Pastor Wickwire tells a story of that guy that loved his car so much. I don't know, I don't know what type of model it was, but he asked to be buried in it. That was the funniest story I've heard in my life. They buried the guy in the car. On the steering wheel. I mean, they, they buried. <laughs> Can you imagine being buried and you're on the? Because you know he had that sound system in the back. You know he had the hydraulics. He didn't make sure he took care of his car. I don't think he took it with him. I think his arm. I mean, it's still this. I don't. I didn't see it. So he wants us to use what we have to do what he needs. I kind of like that verse, that Galatians, was it like 2.20? or um, I love that verse. I think I wrote it down here. I think I did. Um, if I even have it here. But 
it's, oh, it's just great stuff of how you, you look in God's Word, and it says, Galatians 2.20, It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and my life, which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God. I no longer live. See, that's what he wants. He wants you to die to self. I know it's not a popular sermon this morning. But he has something he wants you to do. He wants you to die to self and quit looking at yourself like you're something. And he wants you to take what you got and use it for his glory because you ain't taking it with you. And he wants you to bear fruit so that when you get up top, he goes, Woo! Look at this guy. Look at this girl. They did awesome. Because there is a judgment coming for us. And we will all know. Let me say this again. We will all know what you did on earth when you walk around heaven. We will know. You'll be dressed differently, and your crown will be looking weird. You'll be like, oh, 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 oh. glad you're here. Oh, whoa, get back, get back. Right? I think there's ranks. I could be wrong. How do you read this? There's all kinds of stuff in here like that. It kind of mentions things like that. You ever read slow? Just read. Like sometimes I'll, I'll get one chapter through my book. Oh, let me just I just sit there and read. I'm like, oh, that's not slow. So bearing fruit. So when is this going to happen? When is this judgment scene of Christ going to happen? When? Luke 14, 14. And you will be blessed, although they cannot repay you. You will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. We will get a reward at the resurrection at the righteous. When is that? I don't know. But it's coming, coming very soon. It may be morning or at noon. The wedding of the bride, united with the groom. We shall see the king when he comes. I'm working on something for next week. I don't know if I'll get it together or not, but I'm talking to a friend this week, and I talked about how it was astrology stuff. I talked about some moon and stars that are going to move around each other and how things move. And I'm hoping I get this thing to get it. It's amazing. I don't know. Some pretty neat stuff. Pretty neat stuff of how this end times and the, the all the different vials and trumpets and all that, how all this is going to play itself together, maybe based upon how the Lord already set up the way the earth moves. It's pretty wild stuff. So when? I don't know, but it's coming at the resurrection. And you know what? The Son of Man is going to come in His Father's glory, Matthew 16, 27, and then He will reward each person according to what they have done. It's kind of like, good job, Alex. Here's some of those tickets. Good job. Here's some more. And you take that little thing that collects your tickets, and the little thing that eats them up, and they count them. You take it to the stand, and you get a little prize, right? It's kind of like you're at Chuck E. Cheese. How much does your little thing say? Well, I got a thousand certificates. Wow. How about yours? I got mine. I'm not sure. It's just kind of it's in my pocket. Redeemable up in heaven. Do things expecting to get nothing back. Oh, oh, oh. How many things have you done this week? Not expecting to get anything back. 
isn't perfect. Okay? I gave the car away one time. I didn't spend anything back. I was like, Lord, okay, just give it away. He said to. Did you do that? That was my transportation to work. Next week, you know what happened, right? The guy called me up. Meet me at the Ford dealer. I told you that, right? This story? Yeah, all those trucks? Yeah. Pick one out. This is weird. Yeah, like that one. Let's check it out. Look inside. Do you want it? Yeah. Let's go inside. Going inside. Uh, this gentleman wants this truck right here. Uh, could we get it going here real quick? I got business to take care of. Yes, sir. Here's a check. We good? All right. Go ahead. Good day. Now, see, I didn't get my car work. I knew I'd get that. I had no idea. I had no idea. See, God wants you to do what he asks you to do. It's called obedience. Right? If he tells you to go somewhere, you go. We packed up and went to Cleveland, Ohio. I didn't want to go to Cleveland. You ever been to Cleveland? It's terrible down there. It's dirty. It's cold. It's terrible. There we were. Us and three, two, three, two kids, three kids. I don't know. What we got now? One of us sick. I don't take a kid up there when he's sick. I stay down here and work here for a while and take care of it. We got foxes now. I know. So when is coming. Helping others in need will bring you reward. Didn't the Lord say something about, you give someone a cold cup of water, it's like you gave it to me. And you do something for somebody else, guess what? You do it to Jesus. Now, I have a hard time. I do. I have a hard time with those people out there on the road. We'll work for food, sorry. We'll work for food. The other day, the guy said, Tell jokes for food. I'm like, are you serious? Who, who are you? Sitting there judging him all day long. Right? Lord's like, oh, you know what you need, James? You need a little car wash. I said, I need a car wash. Well, yeah, you need a car wash. You need to take, don't go in the car. You need to get in there yourself and walk through there and let this thing just clean you up because you need a little Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, if you ever need a car wash, spiritually, you need to walk through Matthew 5, 6, and 7. What's Matthew 5, 6, and 7? Well, check it out. That's a daily car wash. I read it again this morning just for fun. Because why? I need a little car wash. Now, if you don't want to be washed, don't walk through Matthew 5, 6, 7. But you know why I did that? Because I wanted to stay attached to the vine so that I can bear much fruit. You can't bear fruit when your fruit's all rotten. You ever seen rotten fruit? Every week we get bananas, and about the third day they're, 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 they're terrible. It's horrible. So where is this going to take place, James? In heaven? Yes, in heaven. That's exactly right. In Heaven. What's the basis? Well, based upon how hard you work here. And what's the result? The result is you will be rewarded. I like that. Now, here's the problem. 
There's lots of people in the Word of God who at the very end of their life, they failed. You ever failed at something? Yeah. The Lord wants us to do what? To do, endure to the end. Pastor Brother Chris, would you come up? Endure to the end. Remember Lot? Remember Lot? He kind of camped close to Sodom with his tent. And then later on in chapter 2, guess what? You find him where? Inside the city. Hey, what's up? Not a good place to camp. Still was okay. The Lord still took care of him, right? But that's not a good place to live. How about Solomon? How did he end his life? Well, those thousand wives he had, They like to worship other gods. So they made him start worshiping other gods. The Lord didn't like that. There's all kind of other. How about, how about Samson? How did he do at the end? Didn't do very good. How about, oh, here's a couple, Ananias and Sapphira. Remember that one? How did they do at the end? They lied to Peter and then lied to the Holy Spirit. I'm not so sure it's good to lie to the Holy Spirit. How, or how y'all feeling about that? I don't think it's a good thing. Because Peter goes, oh, uh, are you sure? You, your husband was just sitting here a few minutes ago, a couple hours ago, and he said the same thing you did? And are you sure that was all the money you got for the property? And all he had to say was, yeah, oh, no, 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 we kept those back for ourselves. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But no, she didn't say that. She said what? Oh, that was all. That's everything. You just lied to the Holy Spirit. Same guys that drug your husband out, drug you out. She fell down dead. And they drug her out and buried her next to her husband. Now, I don't understand that story. I don't get that. I do, but I don't. Right? Because I've done things like that. Haven't you? How many of you have? Lied. Cheated. Right? Well, if you've broken one commandment, you've broken them what? All. I know. I don't like that part either. But I'm what? I'm a sinner saved by grace. So, what's going on in heaven during those seven years? We're all getting our rewards. How's your rewards going? Store up things in heaven. Not here on earth where moth and rust and thieves come in and steal, but store up stuff where? In heaven. Well, there's a blessed time that's coming, coming soon. It might be evening, morning, or at noon. The wedding of the bride united with the groom, we will see the king when he comes. Oh, here's the best part. Are you ready? Should the Savior call a day? Okay, stop right now. Are you ready? Should the Savior call a day? I know, it's my prerogative to stop and pause, right? Are you ready? Would Jesus say, well done, like, oh, yay, well done, Alex, way to go. Or, uh, I don't know you, go away. 
My home is for the pure. The vile can never stay. See? You got to take care of the what? The wages. Right? We shall see the king when 